Hi, and greetings from Sheehan, Norway. My name is Alisa Byberg, and I've been asked to say something about conflicts and how they occur. You see, conflicts can be a paradox, and the reason may be that conflicts have two sides. That conflicts can be positive, but also destructive. That conflicts sometimes can be necessary and turn out to be something good. But that conflicts involve pain, loss, and many, many other negative consequences as well. Conflict can be positive because they are based on something that is important to us, you know, needs, and it therefore in, uh, provides important information about what is important to ourselves and to other. It provides an opportunity to get to, to know ourselves better and also the people around us. So it can help help us in our per personal growth and it's also an opportunity to find better solution. So sometimes we can say that conflicts, they are necessary. But conflicts, they're not only positive and we all know that and we all have experiences about that. Because on the contrary, conflict often involves negative feelings, experiences of loss, goals that are not achieved, um, broken relationship. So conflict can have a high price and it causes just a lot of pain. And not to forget that it takes uh, tremendously a lot of energy as well. And often we see that the negative aspect of conflict can easily be overshadowed by the positive because conflict appears more like a threat than an opportunity. So we try to avoid it. But the problem is that conflicts, they cannot be avoided. Where people live together, there are conflicts. So whether it happens in a family, at the workplace, in business relationship, or even on a higher scale, you know, the international uh, relations, we cannot live in a society and relationship without coming into conflict with other people or groups from time to time. Conflict therefore represents a fundamental, maybe we even can say an existential challenge that we have to deal with. I would uh, say that conflict occurs because we are different. We're all created different, aren't we? Uh, and all of us are unique. And because we are different, I cannot fully understand you and you cannot fully understand me. And then we just add on to the different cultures, languages, etc., and, you know, just to paint the pictures even more complex. So the differences causes us to misunderstand each other. Now, I should say that misunderstanding does not have to lead to conflict if, if misunderstandings is quickly clarified. But if not clarified, misunderstandings can often lead to hurt and disappointment and when we hurt accusation is often not far away and we can start to put together other events and things that other have said things that confirm the feeling that we are having and in that way accusation begins to grow and when this accusation arises it is natural that we start to distance ourselves to the other person what he or she stands for, what he said or maybe did not say, and we will begin to withdraw. 
And now we have the distance in the relationship. And when we have allowed accusations to establish and the reluctance to take root uh, in the relationship, mistrust comes. In the book, uh, Five Dysfunctions in a Team, Patrick Lencioni is stating that overcoming dysfunction number one is trust. So there's no quality or characteristic that are, is more important than trust. And knowing that, we can understand what is at stake when trust leaves the relationship or the team. We see conflicts, they arise everywhere, both privately and in the workplace. It can be hidden, it can be small, it can be large. Conflict, they just arise between people who have you know, some form of clash, where contradictions arise that makes them feel unsafe or hurt. And it can deal with, you know, different values, different needs, goals, interests, perceptions of reality, or also maybe different powers, you know, the, the different uh, amount of power they have. Uh, there's different theories about, you know, trying to define different kinds of, or categorize different kinds of conflict. I've, I will, I will now, you know, just mention briefly four types of conflict and what action that should be taken and also the desired outcomes. And the four types is a conflict of method, conflict of resource, conflict of value and personal conflict. So let me just go briefly through this four um, dimension we, we can say. So conflict of method. That is about goals and means and method and procedures. See, this conflict, it rarely leads to, you know, that the involved part, parties becomes enemies. But what we're looking for, what we need to create or the action that needs to take place is to, to make a platform where we can dialogue and have problem solving because the desired outcome is an agreement. We agree to something and then we move on. The second one is conflict of resource. This is about uh, distribution of limited resources, such as could be money, work, material, goods, time, staff, um, space. And what the action that we're looking for here or that is needed uh, is information and then maybe negotiation and compromise. And the outcome, the desired outcome is to come to an agreement. Now, the third one brings us into a little bit more complicated because now it gets more personal and then more feelings uh, are involved as well. And that is personal values. This is about, uh, or the conflict about values. And this is about um, personal values and attitude, you know, what I think is right and what is wrong. And the action that needs to take place here is to create a place for a dialogue, to respect each other, respect of, you know, that we are different. We need to create a place for open communication where the parties listen to each other instead of trying to convince. And I think maybe this is the key, you know, to listen instead of trying to convince. And um, the desired outcome is a mutual understanding. Now, 
it's important here to underline as well that that the mutual understanding could also be that we agree to disagree that we just see this differently this the last one is personal conflict this is about identity and self-esteem and rejection and breach of trust these are emotional disagreements where the relationship between the parts is damaged and this is uh, really a painful place to be so what the action that needs to take place is again you know the open communication where we active listen to the other part um, and um, and that we try to listen to understand where the other person comes from and the other others versions and the desired outcome is uh, that we have a mutual understanding uh, of the other's situation. Now, especially for leaders, it is important to, uh, to be aware that we can see, we can, we can experience things differently. If someone comes to your table, brings something, uh, you know, an issue to your table, it can be easy for you to go to the one or two to try to come to an, an agreement, a mutual understanding, go right into negotiation or, you know, try to, to, to just find, um, uh, you know, the problem solving. But if the issue is about value or, you know, personal conflict, what the person is needing is a place for dialogue, for respect and to have, uh, you know, uh, come to a place where, where we have mutual understanding. So this is, this is an important thing for, especially for leaders to think of. Now, the goal is not, of course, to, to, to prevent differences because we want diversity, but the goal must be to prevent disagreement from developing into major unmanageable conflicts.